is Sonia Corbett. I am Sonia Corbett. Hi there. I recently realized at an event that there are quite a few people who know very little about me. And perhaps this is your first exposure. You saw me at a retreat or a conference or an event someplace, or maybe you picked up one of my books and you don't have any idea who I am or what I do. So I thought I would just introduce myself and give you a little bit of an overview of some of my offerings. I am a convert from the Southern Baptist tradition. I grew up in the Baptist church. My parents took me to church not so often, but we always went to the Vacation Bible School in the summer. And because of that, And the fact that my mother always made sure that I had Bible story books, I grew up knowing the stories and hearing the word of God from what we called in the Baptist church, the pulpit. And that's a a whole different tradition, of course. And when I first came into the Catholic church, I have to confess that I was pretty angry at first that I had been to seminary and not been told the rudiments of church history or anything about what the church has taught for 2,000 years. I didn't know anything about it. I really didn't see the need for it, to be honest. But as I came into the Catholic Church and I, I read my way in, in about a year, I read through the catechism. I read the church fathers, the anti-Nicene fathers, the first probably 10 of those. And that was enough to show me especially about the Eucharist, that, wow, you know, if we've gotten this wrong, what else have we gotten wrong? And that began a journey for me into the Catholic Church, into full communion with the Catholic Church. And that story is on my website, BibleStudyEvangelista.com. If you scroll down to the videos there, I did an episode of The Journey Home with Marcus Grodi back in 2016. And the whole story of that, and it's pretty convoluted, and and it was very painful. That story is in that episode of The Journey Home, and it's also kind of scattered around in my books. The other part of that story, the story of what was going on in my family and in my parish when I first came into the church, is in Just Rest. So that's two places that you can get my conversion story. Since coming into the Catholic Church, my background has always been in teaching the Bible. God called me to that in my early 20s, and I loved it. And as I came into the Catholic Church, I kind of looked around and I thought, you know, I don't see people doing what I'm doing, particularly women. And of course, the church fathers and the writings of church history were full of beautiful, beautiful commentary and teaching and interpretation on the scriptures that I loved and grew up with. But as far as modern teaching or modern applications of how to use the Bible and how to live the Bible, I didn't see a lot of that in the Catholic Church, particularly from women. And I believed when I came into the church that there wouldn't be a place for me to do that. But I was very wrong, clearly, because the year I came into the Catholic Church, my pastor made me the religious education director to the horror of all the people in my parish because <laughs> I was such a brand new Catholic. 
But very quickly, because of that role, I saw that the church really did need what I was doing. And so I jumped in and started writing Bible studies for Catholics. And they are rooted and grounded in the tradition of the church and the church documents and the church writings and, of course, the scriptures. So everything that I do is centered around the Bible. That's probably the first and most important thing that you would want to know about me is that everything I offer is scripture-based. But then there's another element that I sort of came to the realization of over COVID when everything shut down and I was, like everyone else, confined and wasn't traveling in, you know, to do conferences and retreats and that kind of thing. My travel had pretty much just stopped. So I suddenly had time on my hands and over and over throughout my life, really, I've had people ask me, do you do anything one-on-one? Do you do spiritual direction or anything like that? And I just never had time. I mean, I'm writing books. I'm doing a, a weekly podcast. I'm, I'm busy and I just haven't had time. But over COVID, the Holy Spirit, someone asked me that question, do you do one-on-one stuff? And I started to answer using that same answer that I had always used that I just didn't have time. And the Holy Spirit, it was almost like he put his hand over my mouth and he checked my spirit. And he, he, he sort of said to me, wait a minute, wait, 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 you do have time. And I thought to myself, huh, well, okay, I do. But what would that even look like? And that is where I began one-on-one consultations. And so I do that as well, and I do that twice a week. I do those on Tuesdays and Thursdays, and I'm usually booked up about two to three months out. And I said all that to to share that I came to a realization that all of my Bible studies that had been really successful and really impactful for people, they always had a healing emphasis. The books that I've written that have been successful. They had a healing emphasis, particularly my very first book, Unleashed, and all of the subsequent books after that, really, they have, they have a slant of healing to them. And when I realized that in combination with this realization that I suddenly had time to do one-on-one consultations, I started to look back over my journey with the Holy Spirit and I realized that I had a teaching gift that I was using without really knowing it. I wasn't focusing on it because my main gift has always been teaching. So suddenly this whole new horizon opened up for me and I wanted to learn about a healing gift and and what that means and how to use it. And so I went on a search in the Catholic Church for the history of healing prayer and the process of healing and the gift of healing and that kind of thing. And it has my gift of healing is employed, I should say, most often through what I was already doing. But now I focus on it a little more. And I use that as a a place of beginning. What is it that I want to share? And how is the Holy Spirit going to use it to help heal his people? And bring us to a deeper love relationship with him because ultimately only love heals. 
right? And I, I say that quite a bit, but that's an emphasis. That's something that I that I do regularly every week. So Tuesdays and Thursdays, I'm I'm in consults all day. I also every week I offer a podcast, and that's probably one of the ways that you were first exposed to me. And so I keep one of those going almost all the time. I, I take a break in between so that I can study and prepare for those. But I have quite a few of those on my website, BibleStudyEvangelista.com. If you click begin and then podcast, you can see what is current. And then over to the right is a button of previous series. And then you have the whole list of the series that I have done in the past. I've done series on sacraments and anger and anxiety, social justice, uh, how to be cherished, how to how to know what authentic love is and how to receive it both from God and through our relationships. I did a series on the end times. That's been really upmost, I think, in a lot of people's minds right right now because our times are kind of crazy. I've done series on most of my books. I did a series on the fruit of the spirit, one on gratitude, healing corruption in the church, healing the father wound, one on St. Joseph. Um, I've done a whole series on how to love the word, which is a method of prayer that Our Lady gave to me when I went to her and asked her, what do you, Mary, want me, Sonia, to know about you? And one of the very first things she showed me was her love for the scriptures. And she gave me a method of prayer that I call love, L-O-V-E, listen, observe, verbalize, and entrust. And you may have heard me talk about that in my conferences and retreats, if you've seen me there. But I also did a series on that, tutorials on how to do each step and, and what it is and where it came from and, and the things that Mary shared with me about her prayer practice. I did a series on mercy. I did a series on the Old Testament, Mary's Magnificat, word by word. I did one on the Our Father, one on physical healing. Lots and lots of previous series, spiritual gifts, thanksgiving, suffering, the I Am statements of Jesus, lots of previous series that you can kind of explore there on the website. That's under the Begin tab. And then all of my books are listed under books under that same Begin tab. So my first book was Unleashed, and it talks about pop quizzes and how to work with the Holy Spirit in your toxic relationships and your difficult, painful circumstances, emotional eruptions, which I call vomit because that's how the Holy Spirit described it to me when he started to confront me about my terrible rage and my awful behavior. And then there was fearless about spiritual warfare and how to begin the process of uprooting your predominant fault and those sins that you fall into habitually and repeatedly what the church fathers call the predominant fault and the Bible calls the besetting sin. So fearless was about that. And then ignite followed pretty quickly after that. It's a primer on how to study the Bible that I did with Deacon Harold Burke Sivers. In that book, we covered the who, what, where, when, why, and how of the Bible, sometimes called a hermeneutic, because it teaches us how to study, how to study the Bible, the, the overarching principles for studying the Bible in a really 
uh, general kind of way so that you have a context from which to begin. And then I did Fulfilled. Fulfilled is what brought me into the church. It's what has brought many, many people into the church because I currently teach RCIA and I have since I came into the, the Catholic Church. Because particularly here in the South, you have to be able to prove the Catholic teachings from the Bible or else they're not true, according to a non-Catholic. And so what I discovered in the Old Testament tabernacle is that it is a template. It's a template for what worship is supposed to look like, what it was supposed to look like in the Old Testament, what was prophesied for the Messianic temple in the era of the the New Testament church. And then in the book of Revelation, we see the heavenly temple and all of those three things are supposed to be similar because the Old Testament tabernacle we hear in the book of Hebrews was a template for worship. And it's also a template for each Christian life. And so I did a study on all of the elements of the Old Testament tabernacle, and I connected them to the elements of the Catholic Church. And I show people how through the scriptures, all of that is consistent. God didn't do the Old Testament and then say, you silly Israelites, you just messed it up. So now we're going to toss all of that out and we're going to start a church where you sing for 15 minutes and you get 45 minutes of preaching and that's going to be, quote, worship. So in saying that, I'm not criticizing or accusing non-Catholics for whom that is their typical worship service. All I'm saying is it's not really biblical. And I teach that every year in RCIA. That was my book, Fulfilled. And right on its heels, I did How to Pray Like Mary, which is a really small little book on Love the Word and the story behind how she gave that to me and the steps for that. And after that one, I did Exalted, which is a line-by-line study of Mary's Magnificat. And it sort of tells the story of my relationship with Mary and how it developed and how she led me to love her and allow her to be my mother, which was very difficult for me because as a Baptist, I just didn't think that was even necessary. I, I didn't understand the whole Mary thing. I thought it was weird, but I was challenged by my bishop in a penance service about that relationship. And so I started to I approached her directly and pretty much just asked her to share with me what it was that she wanted me to know about her. And so Exalted is about that relationship. And after Exalted came Just Rest and the story of the Exodus and how God led me to understand his ways. He says in the book of Hebrews that if we do not know his ways, we will not enter his rest. And he's talking there about the land of Sabbath rest, which is ultimately heaven. But it's also, the Bible says, a template. The Exodus is a template for every Christian life. And so if we want to receive the rest of God, the peace of God that he promises us in every mass and throughout the scriptures, especially where Jesus says, don't worry, right? That just sounds so simple. And yet we, the lives that we live show that it's not all that simple. We have to know his ways. So what are his ways? And so just rest is the outline of the ways of God with his people in healing our anxious, fearful thoughts, our wounded emotions, our sick, diseased bodies, and our weary souls. And that was just rest. So all of my books there are under the begin tab. Also, 
my Catholic TV show. I have a, a show called Evangelista Bible Study. I've done several series for Catholic TV. One was on anger and the 12 angry men in the Bible. It's funny to me that they're all men. <laughs> and yet God used those angry men to help me work through my own anger. And he challenged me with a certain series of questions that he presented to several people in the Bible. And so that series was on anger. And then I did one on love the word and Mary. I've done one on just rest. I've done several for Catholic TV and you can watch all of those for free by clicking begin on my website and Catholic TV show. And it'll take you straight to that website and all of those episodes. And then there's a section on the website called Go Deeper. And Go Deeper is where all of my speaking info is located, my calendar, my travel calendar, a list of possible talks. If you've ever considered possibly having me come visit your parish or do a retreat or something for a group that you're involved with, or perhaps you just want to start one, you can do that. There's a section there called In a Group, and it has all of that listed in that spot. And then my one-on-one -on -one consultations, I do spiritual consultations, which are similar to spiritual direction, but a little different because I don't, I don't simply practice the Ignatius method or the Ignatius exercises. I, I combine many different modalities in those spiritual consults. And so we, I, I do lots of stuff in those, particularly um, compassionate inquiry and the encounter school of ministry, uh, internal family systems, the JP two center for ministry training, love theory, Myers Briggs, uh, indicator, somatic experiencing unbound. And then of course I combine those with the church documents and what the church has always taught about healing and the life in Christ. So that's the spiritual consults. And then, of course, there's the Sacred Healing Masterclass, which combines all of that in about 10 hours of video that you can, you have lifetime access to and that you can access. It's all of my books, all of my teachings, everything all in one place. And that masterclass is available if you don't have the time or the financial resources to do the spiritual consults. And I also offer professional consults for those of you who want to write a book and get it published or want to have a speaking ministry or some other kind of public ministry. I offer those professional consults. I also do pilgrimages. And this year we're going to Medjugorje. And for those of you who who are worried about my soul here, um, I want to tell you that Medjugorje was a... A pilgrimage that in the early days, the church warned us away from because it was an ongoing apparition. And in ongoing apparitions, the church will not make a ruling on whether they are authentic or not. And it is still an ongoing apparition. And so the church cannot make a ruling on whether or not it's authentic. But she has, to this point, given us permission to go and has given all the affirmation that she possibly can about Medjugorje without actually confirming it. So I feel safe going to Medjugorje and it's a healing pilgrimage. It's not the kind where your feet hit the floor in the morning and you go, 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 go all day long like 
perhaps my Holy Land pilgrimages are, or my pilgrimage to Italy or Lourdes or Fatima or any of those places, those are, those are busy. But this pilgrimage is a healing pilgrimage, and it is very laid back. Its focus is healing because Medjugorje is a healing place. So that's under the travel tab under Go Deeper on my website. And then periodically I offer a retreat that I actually put on. And I have done that in Birmingham, Alabama at the the shrine down there, Mother Angelica's shrine. And that's pretty labor intensive, and it's about three hours away for me. So I haven't done one since then, but I do plan to do one possibly next year. I thought I might try one this year, but I just I'm not going to be able to manage it because I'm writing another book. So that's under the Go Deeper tab. And then, of course, the Shop tab has all of my books. The Events tab shows you all of the events that I have scheduled or most of them. But then there's a community tab. And what I love about this is I left social media. I just, well, I got kicked off. I'll just be honest. I got kicked off and they wanted my personal phone number, supposedly for two-factor authentication, but they were already doing two-factor authentication through my email and I just, I'm, I'm done with forking over more and more of my private information voluntarily. And when they demanded my cell phone number, which includes all of my contacts, so they would have access to all of my contacts, all of the apps, everything on my phone, if I gave them that. And we're learning how dangerous that can be, that the social media companies don't have our best interests at heart, and they are using our information against us. And so I just refused to give it to them. And that means that I can't access my social media accounts, Facebook particularly, but Instagram is owned by Facebook. So I'm not able to get on there. So because I missed you so much and I missed our interactions, I started my own community on the Mighty Networks platform. And you can access that for free on the community tab on my website. And that's where I'm able to stay in touch with you one-on-one. I I meet you and I, I hear from you all the time. People say to me, I know you don't remember me, but we met 10 years ago at so-and-so retreat. But I do remember, I almost always remember you and our conversations. And there are so many people from social media, from Facebook and Instagram that I have met in person that I miss terribly because they're not part of my community and I can't, I can't connect with them any other way. So I started the community for that purpose. And if you're not part of that community, I'm just asking you, I would love to be able to talk to you directly. I do remember you. And I miss that interaction that I had on Facebook with the people that I've met, many of them. So that community is, it's about, it's a little over a thousand people right now. And I just started it um, several months ago, but I love it on there. We, we talk about our love the word takeaways every day, that what we're seeing in the readings, we share that kind of stuff. We share prayer requests. I know you have prayer requests. I pray for you, particularly my monthly donors, but I pray for, for everyone on the community. I pray for my donors. I pray for those that I'm writing to in my books. I pray for those that I'm speaking to in my podcast, like today. 
um, that's the place where I'm able to stay in touch with you directly. And it's also an area where those who have done one-on-one consultations or are in this, the masterclass, we stay connected that way as well in some private groups. For those who are monthly friends of the show, because I love you so much and I'm so thankful for your support, I do a monthly Bible study. And currently we are in the book of Romans And that has been a lot of fun. I love doing live streams and being able to connect with you face to face, especially since, you know, we're we're spread out all over the country. I love being able to connect with you face to face on Zoom. And that is a particularly close to my heart. It's a thank you to those who support me every month. And I like to try to shout you out in the show periodically. Um, So I like to do that too, but that monthly Bible study is my thank you to my monthly friends of the show. If you want to access any of the previous series and they are labeled premium content, you can become a friend of the show at any amount and any frequency on my website. You can either click friends of the show and become a friend, or you can scroll down on the homepage to the little yellow button that I talk about in, or my husband talks about in the podcast every, every week, you can click that yellow button and sign up as a friend of the show. And you can access that premium content. I do that. I I always make all of my podcasts free until they are over. And then I, I put them behind the premium content Because what I have found is when people don't pay something for it, they think it's not worth anything. And I spend a lot of time studying and researching and in prayer myself in order to offer the content that I offer. And so it is worth something. It's worth your eternality is what it's worth, to be perfectly honest, because it's biblically based and it teaches how, well, all of the stuff that I've already spoken about. So it's probably one of the most worthy causes that you could donate to because it contributes to your spiritual growth in the scriptures. And the one table of the Lord, according to our catechism, is the scriptures and the Eucharist. If we're not getting a diet of Bible, of scripture, on a daily basis, on a weekly basis, on a seasonal basis, in an intense study, which is what I offer weekly, if we're not getting a diet of scripture, then we're only feeding from half the table. We're undernourished. And there aren't very many Bible study podcasts out there that give you that kind of nourishment for free. So it is one of the most worthy places that you could donate and access that premium content. And I keep it as low as possible. You can donate as as little as $5 one time and still get access to all of that premium content. But if you do subscribe monthly and you donate uh, to me monthly, then I love offering that monthly Bible study as well. All of that is in the weekly email, which you get when you sign up at the foot of the front page of my website. Down at the bottom, there is a a green area that says, I want to stop the emotional vomit. And anytime you sign up on a form, this form, particularly on my website, then you are automatically subscribed to the weekly podcast, which you can, of course, opt out of anytime. But you also get 
the step-by-step guide to working through pop quizzes. Pop quizzes are the Holy Spirit's way of trying to get our attention so that we will cooperate with him in our suffering. That's a, a quick one sentence explanation of what a pop quiz is because pop quizzes cause emotional vomit and emotional vomit is miserable. It's miserable for the people that we live with and it's miserable for us and they're, it's not meant to happen. We're meant to live in peace and rest. We're meant to live in self-control. The Bible says that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and self-control. And so we need to know his ways in order to cooperate with him so that our suffering is no longer simply pain and it's no longer an emotional eruption. It's no longer emotional vomit. We can work through the woundedness that we carry with us, according to the catechism, from our parents. The catechism in 2779 says that the purification of our hearts has to do with paternal and maternal images. And that's true because we get our view of God from our parents. And our parents, as good as they are, or tried to be, or perhaps they weren't good at all, as good as they were or weren't, they give us our view of God. And so we don't know how to receive his love. We don't know how to give authentic love. We don't even know what authentic love is. And so the Holy Spirit allows pop quizzes in our lives to trigger the emotional vomit, to get our attention and our cooperation so that he can heal those wounds and we can stop the self-medication and the emotional vomit. And the reason why this is so important is because if we do not hear the message of the Holy Spirit in our suffering, we can offer it up all day long. But if we don't hear his message in the suffering, first of all, it will continue and it will get worse. But secondly, we've missed the entire point of it. It's meant to purify us. So the pop quizzes then, we can't just offer up our suffering. We need to cooperate with the Holy Spirit in it. And so I offer that step-by-step guide to working through pop quizzes for free anytime you sign up at the foot of my uh, website down at the bottom of all of the pages. And that's a a free guide. You can also find that actually if you scroll up as you begin on the website, I actually added a place just today for that so that you can see that right off the top. What is a pop quiz and how to work through it and how to sign up for that working through pop quizzes step-by-step guide. And that's, as I said, it's free. The next series that we're about to do is going to begin soon. And that information is in this email. All of the weekly emails, I I try to, I only email you once a week unless you sign up for that pop quiz guide. And that's a, a four email series that walks you through each step. But you only get one email a week from me. And in between series, you don't get one at all. Usually this is a a different one. But that series is going to be on angels and it begins February 20th. And so I offer that to you. I cannot wait because we're talking about angels, fallen angels, guardian angels, and everything that has to do with them and who they are, and what they do, and what do they know about us, and are they watching us, and all that stuff that we wonder about where angels are concerned. 
So that, my friend, is sort of an overview of me, an introduction and who I am. I am also a, I'm a wife to Bob, who works with me full time in ministry, and a mother to two boys, one who just got married last year, and one who is in his junior year of high school. And I found it interesting, the series that I'm doing next on angels the very first paper I wrote for high school, the very first research paper that I did was on angels. <laughs> and my youngest son, who is writing his first research paper, he chose angels as the topic. And I thought that was so interesting because here I am studying for this series and about to present it. And we had that in common. So that's a little bit about me, a little bit about my story, a little bit about what I offer. Again, you can find the conversion story in Just Rest, it's partly there, and then also on my website down at the bottom, EWTN's The Journey Home episode with Marcus Grodi. I am Sonia Corbett. I am the Catholic Evangelista, and I welcome you to all of my content and all of my efforts. I am a student and a servant of wisdom, and I am at your service. I share everything that I've learned, everything that I know about the scriptures in order to help you fall more deeply in love with God, but more importantly, so that you can receive that love and be completely healed in your thoughts, in your emotions, in your body, and in your soul. Amen. Amen.